Good evening. Before we head into our inspiration, we'll spend some time in God's Word. You know, perhaps um, some of you, each January, maybe this January, maybe other Januaries, have made some sort of resolution, uh, a firm decision to do something or not to do something, right? It typically, I mean, you can do that anytime. You could do that tonight, and I'm hoping you will at some point. But perhaps you did that uh, this past year. The beginning of the year typically is the time for that, right? Say, I will exercise every day, right? Or, or I will read my Bible every day. Or I will not eat chocolate cake every day. You know, <laughs> that's me. Okay. Um, so as it stated just before verse 1, of Psalm 101, it is a psalm of David, and truly these are the words of a man after God's own heart. So David wrote Psalm 101, likely just after the death of King Saul and as he was rising up to his reign as king, uh, king of Israel, David was resolute about what he wanted to do, what he would do for God, and what he would not do. He set in his heart to do right. And he determined not to be like Saul, but to seek the Lord with all of his heart. You'll see in these eight verses of Psalm 101, you'll see the phrase, I will, or something similar, about nine times. You'll see it stated positively in verses 1, 2, and 6. You'll see it stated negatively, I will not. Uh, or I shall not, or I will cut off, or I will destroy. In verses 3, 4, 5, 7, and 8. And isn't that the case many times in our lives? There's more things that we need to resolve. I will not do this. So some have called. Um, it, my, my first recollection of someone preaching this uh, was at a men's conference, and it was entitled, The Psalm of a Godly Man. But truly... It is for all people. Not only is for male and females, for the young and for the aged. It instructs kings, presidents, business owners, teachers, doctors, judges, policemen, father, mother, children, students. Yes, it would be good for each of us to speak these words from our heart, as David did in Psalm uh, 101. So these preceding Psalms, Psalm 95, 96, 78, 7, 98, 99, I can count, 100, you know 100 as that, you know, that whole praise section in the book of Psalms, right? Charles uh, H. Spurgeon says this, after songs of praise, these Psalms 95 through 100, after songs of praise, a psalm of practice not only makes variety, but comes in most fittingly. We never praise the Lord better than we do, than when we do those things which are pleasing in the sight of the Lord. So Psalm 101, a psalm of godly resolutions. Verse 1, so if you'll turn with me, Psalm 101, verse 1, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. Another translation reads, I will sing of steadfast love and justice to you. David recognized God's loving kindness 
his mercy. He recognized his justice. And these compelled David, these attributes of God compelled David to do those things which were right. He sings to God. He sings to God not only of his love and of his mercy, but he sings to God for his justice, for his judgment, for always doing what is right. He praised the Lord. Uh, in our Bible reading schedule, uh, if you're following like I am, our schedule, we, we read Psalm 119 this week, didn't, didn't we? Right? I think it was Thursday, if I remember right. Um, many scholars believe, there's some debate here, but many scholars believe that Psalm 119 was also written by David. Some think maybe Ezra or Nehemiah, but um, as I was reading, um, I came up, you know, there's a lot of verses in Psalm 119, right? So I, w I was reading along and all of a sudden, you ever, if this happens to you, I'm sure, like it does to me, you're reading along and all of a sudden, not really, but kind of the words pop off the page, right? Okay, so when I got to verse 124, 124 of Psalm 119, I thought, oh, that sounds really familiar. So Psalm 119, 124 says, Deal with thy servant according to thy mercy, and teach me thy statutes. Okay, so both Psalm 101, verse 1, and Psalm 119, verse 124, use the same Hebrew word that we are translated in our Bible as mercy. Okay? Or loving kindness, you might have in a version in front of you. Psalm 101 also mentions judgment or justice as Psalm 119, verse 124, uses statutes or laws or ordinance. So again, in Psalm 101, David praises God for his mercy and for his justice. But in Psalm 119, David is asking God, he is petitioning God to deal with him according to those same attributes. And I just thought that was... That was interesting, a uh, correlation. So to me, again, this shows David's heart. Okay, so David's heart. Though we know David was not a perfect man, uh, he recognized who God is, and he realized that God is the perfect balance of mercy, love, and justice and judgment. And he is singing to God, praising him for that perfect balance. Verse 2, I will behave myself wisely and in a perfect way. Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with Psalm 101, but I've read it many times. And honestly, I've not ever taken the time to, to, to study that middle verse before this, this, this uh, middle section of verse 2 before, I always thought, why is that in there? Oh, why will, why, oh, when wilt thou come unto me? How does that fit in there, right? I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. So David's saying, I want to be blameless. I want to be blameless. Even in my own house, I want to be a man of integrity, even when nobody sees me even when only a few people see me. He exclaims then, Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? In essence, one commentator um, 
He's saying, Lord, I can't do this without you. I need your help. He makes this great statement. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. And then he says, Lord, I need your help. I can't do that. And he says, oh, when will thou come? Lord, I need your help now. I need it right now. If I'm going to do right right now, I need your help right now. Will you help me? Uh, One writer says, If God be with us, we shall neither err in judgment nor transgress in character. His presence brings us both wisdom and holiness. Away from God, we are away from safety. C.S. Lewis says, has said, God cannot give us a happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. No, even in, I digress, okay? But even in a good, a good, what we call, might call a, a moral television program, what one of the biggest dangers of secular entertainment is that they show happiness and peace without God. And that's not possible. You're pursuing something that does not exist. If you're pursuing happiness and peace apart from God. So David says, Lord, I want to do this, but I need your help. I can't do it without you. The last part, he says, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Psalm 101, David recognizes that any or all of his resolutions are in vain unless... God gives him help by his presence. David further determines to do right in his own house. Someone has said, don't be an angelic singer in the choir, but an ornery sinner at home. Do you put on a good saintly show at church, but then you act like the devil at home? Be careful. Be as David and be resolute. I will behave myself wisely in my own house. Verse 3. If there's probably any verse that you're familiar with in Psalm 101, it likely is this first part. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I will hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave. Now, this is a hard one for us today, isn't it? I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Everywhere you look, you seems like there's something that you shouldn't be looking at. But if we look at the text here, it says, I will set. I will not put anything wicked in front of my eyes. Yes, we see things all in our world. From billboards to things that we're driving by to people. But what do you do in your own house? What do you do on your own iPad? What do you watch on your phone? Where do you set your entertainment, are you setting wicked and evil things in front of your... That's what we're talking about. I will not put purposefully and cause my attention to dwell. I will not set these evil things before my eyes. Verse 3, letter, second part of it, 
It says, of them that turn aside, it shall not cleave to me. To cleave means to, cl- to, to cling or to stick to, to stay close, to, to overtake. David says, these evil, these evil doings of others, they're not going to overtake me. I'm not going to let them stick to me. I'm going to let them, I'm going to shed them. Verse 4, a froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Froward, you know, you've heard the word, right? A lot in scripture means perverse uh, or maybe not willing to comply uh, with what is requirable, what is required. It's ungovernable, okay? Unruly, a froward, a perverse heart. One translation says this, says, A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Be simple concerning evil men. Now, if you'll notice, verses 1 through 4, it's all about what David is going to do for himself. I myself am not going to do or am going to do these things. Okay? Now we're going to shift in verses 5 through 8 through the end end of the chapter. And number two, determined in personal acquaintances and friends and friends. So David's saying, this is who I will and will not have in my company. For him, he was king, right? So this is who he's going to have as his servants, as his counselors. For us, uh, our our friends, who, who are we going to allow to get close to us? Who are we going to have in our, our, in our close company? So, verse 5. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart, will not I suffer. So, slander. You know what slander is. A false tale intending to injury to someone else's reputation. All of us, it's a lie, right? It's a form of of a lie. Each of us have told lies, unfortunately. And sometimes because of that, because of its commonality and, and perhaps seeming harmlessness, we tend to not put it in the same category as other sins. We tend to make it an okay thing to do. It's still bad. We know that. But we ought not lie. What does God think about lying? You know, in Revelation 21, lying is in the same list of what we would call some pretty deep, dark sins. Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is a second death. John 8, verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there was no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, the devil, he speaketh his own. He is a liar and the father of it. Don't think that lying's a little thing. God doesn't think so. David's saying, I'm not going to have anybody around me who's a liar. We should say, we're going to make sure that our close company is truthful. Okay? David says, I will not tolerate liars. 
The second part of verse 5, Him that hath a high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Each of us as well can struggle with pride occasionally. Right? We think ourselves uh, more highly than we ought to think sometimes. Uh, and some, um, some that we know seem like their lives are consumed with pride. But God speaks strongly against pride as well. Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 13, 10, Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Only by pride cometh contention. Have you thought about that before? The only way contention is going to come is by pride. What the Bible says. Don't be a proud person. Don't tolerate pride amongst your close friends. For Proverbs tells us that pride is the root of contention. Verse 6. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. So verse 6, mine eyes shall be on the faithful. So we kind of take a turn from the negative back to the positive. Of faithful men, David says. Faithful men, that's who I want by my side. That's who I want by my counselors. That's who we should say, that's how I want to raise my children. To be faithful men and women of God. That's who I want to gather to me closely as my friends or those who are faithful faithful to God. That's who I'm going to seek counsel from. Those who have proven me faithful from God. Verse 7. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. So here we're back again in the negative. Deceit shall not dwell in my house. Again, he says liars and deceitful men will not have a place with me or near me. So of these verses 5 through 7, I'm going to read kind of a little bit of a lengthy paragraph by Matthew Henry. And he says this as a, as a summation of those verses. He says, David says, He will have nothing to do with spiteful, malicious people who are ill-natured and will bear a grudge a great while, and care not that mischief they do to those that have a pick against them. With slanderers and with those who take a pleasure in wounding their neighbor's reputation secretly, have nothing to do with naughty, conceited, ambitious people, nothing to do with faith, false, deceitful people that scruple not to tell lies or to commit frauds. So lastly... Verse 8, I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the wicked doers of the city from the city of the Lord. David concludes with this final determination to stay true to God. Here also maybe is a somewhat of a prophetic look to the day when the son of David, Jesus Christ himself, will rid the world of all evil and reign in complete righteousness. But for now, David says, 
As so we should all say, be consumed with a jealousy for our God, a righteous jealousy to keep ourselves and God's church pure. David is determined to be on the Lord's side. He was resolute to be on the Lord's side. In conclusion, these resolutions. So for, for me, and I hope you will say for you, it says, I will sing praise to God. I will behave myself wisely by God's grace, even in my own house. I will guard my eyes against wickedness. I will make good and godly choices in my life. I will not have a perverse heart. I will choose good and faithful people to be my friends and ministry companions. And for those around me, no liars, no proud people, no deceivers. <laughs> 